Welcome to episode four of the Sunday Conversation Podcast, presented by Loyalty Liquor. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me, that's Ben. Benny, how was your week? Oh, my week was exciting. A lot to talk about. Um, yeah, so before we jumped on, Ben and I were having a conversation kind of about the unfairness of the, let's say, the American judicial system. And we decided, let's let's jump right into the show and then take it from there. So why don't, as like a little background, Benny, why don't you uh, kind of tell the people what happened at your work last night and how we got on this topic in the first place? Well, I wasn't technically there, but um, so my buddy, the kid I work for, sends me a video last night. And it's it's of the cameras facing the gas pumps outside the downtown Dallas store. So it's uptown Dallas, right in the heart of everything. And uh, so he sends me this fucking video and it's, it's an altercation of, let's see, there was like at least six people in the video. There's dogs running around. There's this white <laughs> couple arguing with a black couple and it, it goes on for like a few minutes. They bottom line, they both pull out knives all of them have knives machetes the this guy's backing up this woman's coming at him he slashes her with a fucking machete and like immediately she she basically like completely looks now like a like an injured like zombie walking around she just got slashed in the face with machete and uh the guy he takes off and so my buddy he about a couple years ago he started he hired a police officer to stay inside the store from 10 yep. to 2 a.m and uh just because you know a lot of stuff happens like this sure. and nothing good happens after midnight as they say and uh so all the shit goes down the cop basically Trevor sends the video from his store to the cop and the cop goes, thank you. Without that video, we wouldn't have been able to arrest this guy. So my jaw is on the fucking floor because a man slashed a woman in the face with a machete. We have the video. And if, if Trevor didn't send the video that he owned meaning that's his video of his yep. store to the police, they wouldn't have been able to arrest this guy. And, and I said to you, it's not because the old like adage, you know, I don't know if this actually gets passed around in lawyer circles or whatever, but I, it's in, you know, all these crime movies with high powered lawyers. It's not about what you know, it's about what you can prove. And that led us to start talking about, Casey Anthony and OG Simpson and all these high profile murders of these people who got off when in reality, like everybody knows they fucking did it. Like they're guilty as shit, but it's not about what you know. It's about what you can prove. Which led me to talking about Aaron Hernandez. <clears throat> and I said, if Aaron Hernandez wasn't an idiot, he probably would have gotten away with it too. And like, so I, did you watch that Netflix documentary about I him? I did. I did. And obviously Aaron Hernandez to Aaron and I, for, for the people, it's like, Aaron and I are both from Connecticut. Aaron Hernandez grew up in Bristol. Um, we're not going to sit here and like dive deep into the 
Aaron Hernandez saga, but uh, it, it all just came up because a guy slashed a face, a, a girl in the face with a machete and was, <laughs> was about to walk away. But, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's absolutely bananas that this is the way, this is the way the system works. You know, it's, it's innocent until proven guilty on paper seems like a great idea, but then like it starts to go into practice and you realize that like, there's so many flaws in it. And I listened to, uh, to another podcast that I won't name because I'm not going to shout out somebody else's podcast on here. Um, but it's a pretty well-known one, high profile one. And one of the seasons of it was uh, following like the judicial system in Cleveland. And uh, the, the woman is, you know, kind of following around all the different aspects of the um, judicial system. She's, you know, meeting with defendants, meeting with uh, prosecuting attorneys, with defense attorneys, public defenders, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the main takeaway I took from it was that like the judicial system wants convictions. They want pleas. They don't want like long dragged out trials. So their objective is to get you to plea um, to a deal. So there's people who like know they haven't committed a crime, but then they get a plea deal that like seems like not terrible and they take it regardless of if they're guilty or not. And it's like, this is just a system that's meant to just keep moving and not actually prove anybody's innocence or guilt. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I just think it's crazy because obviously all we had was the video, right? So you can't, right. we don't know what was said. Like it was an altercation that like the video is four minutes and eight seconds long. I tried to put it on right. my Instagram last night, but it wouldn't even let me like piece it together. And uh, so it's like, what did she say to him or what did he say to her? And, and like, right. There's multiple cars there. And so they weren't all together. It was like a guy filling up his Mustang the woman who got slashed in the face was not with the guy who seemed to be protecting her, except he was like using her as a shield. Then the, uh, the, the black guy slashed the, the white guy's tires who was like using her as a shield. Um, and then she went into her car, pulled out a knife. It, it, it was, it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. So um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was, so I, I was, I was talking to, to Trevor and his brother-in-law whom both, you know, have spent significant time at the, at the downtown store, you know, working and, and they're both like, yeah, you're not going to see that on the news guaranteed. They're not going to show that in, in Dallas, like in that part of the city, like no, no yeah. question at all. And um, you know, it's it just, it's, it, it's all very interesting the way the way everything works and 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 just how i mean the 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 protection you know it's like pulling the pulling the uh veil over everyone's eyes and just making it seem like you know bad stuff doesn't happen like that but it's like holy i mean that's that's the media i mean you know you and i have talked about it a lot lately um but but that's the media you know the media controls um, you know, controls what you see, controls what you hear. I mean, there's no better, better way to look at it than what's going on with, you know, coronavirus right now. And we talked about that in episode two, and I don't want to get too in depth into coronavirus in general, but you know, you're looking at a disease still right relevant. now, still relevant, 
still relevant. You know, the U.S. crossed over 100,000 cases yesterday, and today we'll cross over 1,700 deaths. And, you know, people are freaking out. And I get it. You know, I get it. I think we're doing... Oh, hey, oh, what was that? 1,700 deaths? So, yeah. so uh, what heart disease does in one day? Heart disease in America kills 1,700 people a day. Um, and if anything, this is not helping because I doubt people are deciding to make healthy diet choices now that they're forced at forced to no, stay. No, man, you got, Hey, if you're not, if you're not eating frozen, um, hash browns out of the bag right now, like you, there's no chance you'd stay alive. I did eat a frozen pizza for dinner last night, but that's in my defense. I had a dish I was going to make. I forgot to thaw the meat is ground Turkey, organic ground Turkey. I fucked up. That's on me. I took Karan Butler and a Mecca Okafor. They're not bad. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't shout like that's Jim Calhoun and shout and out Jim Huskies. They're not bad. Um, you know, I, that's the crazy thing about this too, is I like, you know, the media has caused this panic, right? Yesterday I went to the grocery store still, still, we've been in this thing for what, two weeks now. I still can't get fucking toilet paper, paper towels. There's not a single roll at stop and shop in Hamden. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, you know, and, and it's this like, this like vicious cycle where, people think it's bad and they think they need to go do this thing, like buy excess toilet paper or whatever. And then that just becomes a trickle down effect because then it's oh there. And this is an audio podcast, so you can't see, but Ben is holding up a 24 pack of uh, quilted, uh, quilted Northern toilet paper. It's really an asshole move on his part because I had to trade a guy a bacon, egg and cheese for four rolls of hotel two ply toilet paper the other week, because I can't get it at the goddamn grocery store. I need to clean my apartment today. I got one roll of paper towels. So, you know, I guess I'm just going to wipe the floors with my dog because that's going to be the only way they're going to get clean. Uh, hey, I'd watch what you say. Peter might come after us. Sasha, you're I, a good girl. I don't think we have time for me to rant about how much I hate people for the ethical treatment of animals. I don't think their position is bad, but the fact that they got a problem with bass fishing, I, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. Um, but anyways, to bring this thing back to where it started, like the fact that we've got this media circus created and it getting blown way up and it is serious, it is serious, but in comparison to so many other problems that, that, you know, fall on Americans every single day, it's not that serious, but it's being made out to be the end of the world. And like, I live in downtown New Haven. It's a fucking ghost town here. There is no, there's, so I, my apartment overlooks a parking lot that used to be an impound lot for the city of New Haven. It's now a pay for parking lot that nobody uses. Oh, there's a the kid, old New Haven Coliseum was. Yeah, exactly. There's a kid just walking in circles around this parking lot right now. He's the first person I've seen all day. This place is a ghost town. And like, that makes me feel like we're doing our part in curbing this thing but at the end of the day if you turn on the news it's still the worst thing ever and now politics are getting brought into it and what could we have done better and blah 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 blah. it's like yo how about we just ride this thing out and then continue on yeah man i'm i mean i'm mad a lot like i said two episodes ago i'll have a stand on it when it's over um hopefully i won't have gray hair by then but uh <laughs> you, know, you know or hair well, period <laughs> yeah well I already have no hair. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a wild world, my friend. It really, it truly, truly is. And you know, it's just, it's also crazy to, to look at the uh, geographic locations, you know, of America here you are, everyone's inside 
hunkered yep. down, no one, ghost town. Couldn't and, even get a coffee this morning. Yep. And here in Texas, it's like, you know, business as usual. Uh, last night, they're uh, driving down the main street, like uh, in the town I live in. Um, there's there's probably five like restaurants real close, okay, yeah. like real close to each other. There's a Taco Casa, which is like a fast food taco restaurant. There was, th- I bet you, thirty five cars in the drive through line because obviously the in, the inside's wild. not open. Right. right next to Taco Casa is Luigi's, awesome pizza place in town. No inside dining. Same thing. Thirty cars in the parking lot there for pickup. Across the street from there, you got DQ, full drive through line. You know, you got In and Out Burger, full f- full line. Uh, Raising Canes, full line. It's like, it, I'm I, in my mind, I'm like driving driving home. Like these people are probably so lost right now. Yeah. Like, just what do we do? What are we supposed to do? It's Friday night, like you know, and it's right. like we gotta get we gotta get our uh, our food and go home. And it, and it's it, it's uh, it's just wild, dude. It really, I, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Um, it's just it's a crazy time to be alive people are throwing rational thought out the window like like what makes sense to people or what made sense to people just doesn't seem to make sense to people anymore it's crazy like i you know i don't really know how to put it into words either you know we like i said we've talked about it two episodes ago i don't want to get too too far into it because what we really wanted to get to when talking about this was like you know the fact that I feel, and I know you feel that like people are not using this time productively. And I don't even mean like, like, like last week. So let's, let's address our episode last week. So last week we, we did an episode um, strictly on investing, um, kind of investing for beginners. Oh, and and to to everyone out there, to anyone that said these guys are idiots, you're completely right. But guess what? At least we're trying. You know, we're, 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 we're thinking outside the box. So, uh, yeah. And the, the Dow Jones was up 12% last week. Your boy was up 19%. So I outpaced the Dow Jones and it's single largest, uh, percentage growth week since 1938. So, you know, might be an idiot, but got something right last week. Hey. Anyways, anyways. And actually, if you back to that, if you had bought every stock that we had mentioned in that show, every single one of them went up except for Walmart but Walmart's coming. Don't worry about it. Um, but, but what I wanted to get to in that is that like, that is, that's not the show going forward. Right. We had gotten a bunch of people reached out and like, you know, had no idea how to invest had, you know, one girl had, had DM me on Instagram saying, I thought you can't buy stocks right now. And she had heard about the, um, you know, the shutdown that they have in the, um, in the markets, if they go down a certain percentage, a circuit breakers trip halts all trading for 15 minutes. She had heard about that and thought that they just shut the entire stock market down. So Ben and I kind of talked and realized that like, there's a lot of people out there that know nothing about it, nothing whatsoever. And so we figured we do an episode for investors as beginners from investors as beginners. Um, and you know, like I said, it's, this is not going to be an educational podcast. You're not going to I mean, you might learn a little bit, but you're not going to learn that much. So this week we wanted to kind of get back to, you know, what we wanted the podcast to be. And so one of the things we talked about last night when we had our little powwow pre-show was how people are just basically trying to bide their time until this thing is over. 
you know, I think I, I've got, I, I can't tell you how many people I've seen on Instagram or Snapchat that are, I'm so bored. This is so boring. And if you don't have something to do, that's interesting, you got to look deeper. I mean, that means you don't have that much that's interesting going on. I mean, that means you're filling your time with other nonsense, other sensory things to fill your time and not necessarily learn or better yourself or, you know, even take tiny little steps. If you're that bored during this whole time, you got to self-evaluate. Yeah. Um, you just opened up a door for Benny to go here because I am baffled. I am just blown away by the fucking laziness of the people in this <laughs> country. It's unbelievable. It's like all day long, you fucking watch Netflix and, and just sit your ass on the couch and that's your life. But now that it's quarantine, you're like, oh, I can't do anything else. I have to do this. And it's just like, you couldn't be more close-minded if you think that there, that there's nothing else to do in this, in this time, it's, it's mind blowing, like mind blowing. The, The fact that people are watching this stupid fucking lion King guy or whatever the fuck it is. Like, how is that helping you? How is that helping you in life? It's gluing you. And it's like what I talked about before with you, before we started this episode, these, all right. They just told all the kids to go home from schools. Right. All the kids are sitting at home right now. What are they doing? They're annoying their parents. What are their parents telling them to do? Go do whatever the fuck you want to do. What are they doing? Yep. They're playing video games. And I'm not talking about just like 10-year-olds. I'm talking about 30-year-olds too, playing video games all day. Aaron, <clears throat> I'm not saying you're playing video games all day, but you've, you've told me that you know, yeah. you've played a couple of vids. So here – End of, end of this fucking bullshit and time to go back to school or whatever. You think that these kids who just got fully addicted to the video games are going to be able to sit in school and like comprehend anything? No, they're completely brainwashed, completely brainwashed by whatever they're playing. They're, they're going to be addicted. There's, there's going to be depression. There's going to be all this shit. And it's like, oh, yeah, perfect. Let's just blame Corona. Like, how perfect is this? Like, Jack, oh, all these kids need meds now. Every single one of them is going to need some sort of med to keep them, probably call it like the Corona pill, which like fucking, you know, oh, man. I mean, it, go ahead, dude. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> well, so, so as uh, in, in, in my self-defense, I have dabbled in, in a little bit of Call of Duty Warzone, but I, that's fine. You know, that's okay. I Well, right. I subscribe to the, you know, that is totally non-productive activity. So I don't allow myself to do it until everything else I need to accomplish for the day is done. For instance, today, take my schedule today. So we're recording this podcast right now. It's, uh, it's 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. After this, I'm going to go take the dog for a hike. Cause it's going to rain here in the afternoon. Then I have to clean my entire apartment, do laundry, uh, make dinner for the next three nights, um, organize some stuff for work, uh, look ahead to the week. And then, you know, 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah. I might jump on and play a little call of duty, but I had got everything done that I needed to get done. We should also say, Ben, it's a little bit different for us because you and I are both still working right now. You know, my, 
My schedule has changed slightly, but not Aaron. much. I'm still working. Aaron. You're you're God, working. Hold on. You said I Aaron, mean, you're working. Yes, we're both working right now, and but still, like here, go, leading back to the whole mindset thing. It's like if we work every day and then we come home at night and then do something productive, like here I work, you know, whatever, 70 hours a week. And then at nights I still have time to jump on and talk to you about what we're going to talk about this, you know, on, on the upcoming episode, sure. or I, I have time to, to do everything. And it's like, uh, like the fact that you, you can just sit all day and binge watch Netflix and be okay with it. I'm like, that's like my problem. That's, well, that's like my, like the fact that you literally can't, like you don't have the motivation inside you to like, to like break it. Like you can't physically get up. So what I'm concerned about is that when this whole thing is over, like people are not going to have the mental capacity to break out of that. Like, right. Like it's become basically socially acceptable to sit on your couch all day watch Netflix and whatever, you know, if, you know, I think you and I are probably on one side of it. I, I bet a bunch of the people that are going to end up listening to this are probably going to be on the other side of it and think, Hey, you guys are assholes. Like I want to sit on my couch. I work hard. I'm in. I know. Fine. I, fine. I'm an asshole, whatever. Fine. My concern is, is that this whole thing ends and all of a sudden people have found comfort in laziness and being stagnant and sitting still and not progressing. And I guess at the end of the day, if that's your prerogative, that's on you. But I don't know how people do it. I just, I don't know how people do it, man. Comfort is like the number one worst thing in, in life. Comfort. Stop it, moving, you die. Yep. As soon, as soon as you start to be comfortable and feel comfortable, you're fucked. Fact. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours yesterday and she's going through, you know, a bit of a rough patch where she doesn't know exactly what her next move is, right? Like what the next thing she wants out of her life. She's not really happy where she is. She's thinking about moving, thinking about quitting her job, but she's not really sure. Um, and her and I were talking and I've gone through it now two or three different times in my life where, and it seems to happen every couple of years where like, I start to feel stagnant. Like, I have this hard time like looking back at any like success I've achieved or anything like that and finding solace in that. I'm always like, it's not good enough. I need to do more. And listen, I'm not a CEO of a fortune 500 company by any means or anything like that. But like my own, in my own life, I feel myself getting stagnant. It happened when I moved to San Diego. It happened when I moved to New Haven, I felt myself stuck in a rut and felt that nothing was changing. And the only way to make it change was to do something big, you know, and one of those moves was bigger than the other. Um, but it allowed me to progress as a human being, analyze my own issues and work on, them, you know, and like, I feel like we have a society where people are okay with stagnation. They're fine with sitting still and it may take years and they may not even notice period. And then they die. I mean, bro, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I, I was working for my dad's company, he bought a house on a lake in Connecticut and then packed up my truck and drove 1500 miles to Texas. Like I still got my house in Connecticut. I'm renting it out, but it's like, I, you don't have to tell me about, yeah. about feeling stagnant. Um, so 
I hear you. But like, once again, that comes back to mindset. It's, it's completely mindset and, um, yeah. and, and it's okay. It's like, and, and that's the other thing, you know, uh, like if you're, if you're comfortable then so be it, it's like, you know, but, uh, on the flip side, if you're coming out of school right now with a boatload of debt and, uh, and, a, an economy that, that doesn't have any jobs available. Um, it might be, and, and isn't going to have jobs available either. Right. It's like, it might be time to, to start working on your mindset and, uh, and, you know, broadening your, your abilities. Um, you know, it's like, what, what can you provide? Um, maybe it's just a good attitude. You know, it's like a right. good attitude is, is, <sighs> much much like a bigger deal than than you'd think you know um think about all the guys that you played hockey with that were like like attitude guys locker room guys those are like the guys that like you don't even necessarily care how good they are out there like just their attitude and their energy like everybody loves them because they're they're energy people they're like you like being around them because their positivity is contagious and like you know we you see it a lot right like one of the crazy things about social media is like we have and, and not to get back to social media because we had a whole in-depth thing on social media in episode one, but you know, we live in a day and age where people are constantly spreading positivity, whether it be real and authentic or, you know, fake and self-serving, you know, but how often do you go on Instagram, especially right now and see people post something like, you know, know your worth, you're worth more than this, you know, positive vibes, like shit like that on, on their stories. And I bet a lot of us just buzz right over it. Right. You just, you know, uh, click, click yeah, right over it. But like, there is some truth in that. Like if you have a positive mindset, your outlook will just change. I mean, it, it will. Aaron, have you ever heard the story about the, the, the two plants that they planted two plants, like whatever, two tulips at the same time. Sure. And they, and they, the one of the tulips they said all positive things to and the other tulip they were like fuck you tulip you shitty tulip is this you, a real story uh, i swear to god okay and, right. and it, it, the the tulip that had positive things said to it like flourished and the other one died like really? that that goes to show you like on a you know on a very you know small minute level like energy words everything like it all has meaning you know it's like and if you sit here and, and i call you a piece of shit all day long like you're you're in your mind you're gonna be like dude i'm just a piece of shit but if i'm like aaron you're a you're you're an intelligent like smart dude um you know you're funny you're fun to be around like great you're hair gonna be an intel great hair. great hair i wish i had hair like you um you're gonna be like a like a a flourishing human being. It's like, you know, you got those, you got that, the confidence, like, just like some, you know, it's like saying hello to somebody, you know, we yeah. talked about this before, like yeah. Yeah. smiling. It's like, you don't know what, what the slightest bit of, of, you know, positive emotion will do to somebody. Like, you know, it's like the, I've also heard the story about the guy who was about to like jump off a bridge. He was, he was suicidal. And he he sat on this bench and all he was waiting for was one person to either like smile at him 
or, or, or whatever. And, and, you know, when that person got to him and smiled and said, hello, he was like, you just saved my life. He was like, I was going to kill myself because like not one ounce of, you know, happiness was, was around me. And, uh, it's, it's interesting too, because where we grew up, you know, where a lot of our listener base is, New England is a very, it's a hard place in terms of like the people are hard, you know, and it's, uh, I found a great quote online one time uh, by Willem Lang that says, what New England is, is a state of mind, a place where dry humor and perpetual disappointment blend to produce an ironic pessimism that folks from far away find most perplexing. And I always thought that quote was so perfect because like, that's true. There is a flip side to that though. You know, I take um, Sasha to a park here in New Haven, East Rock Park. And, you know, we stay off the beaten path. You know, there's a, a main trail that leads up to the top. The top overlooks the city. It's a great view. You know, we go down the side trails. I know that place like the back of my hand. But of course we run into people. We're not the only people at the park. And people that are coming by, complete strangers, you know, they'll smile, they'll wave. Like deep down, people aren't as pessimistic or ironically sarcastic as they come off. But if you're not the type of person that's mentally strong enough to deal with people being like that, then you're just going to view it as pure negativity and it's going to affect who you are. The most culture shock I ever had in my entire life. I, I played, I played hockey in college in Vermont. Okay. And then I graduated and I signed my first, uh, the first, the first team I signed with was the Knoxville ice bears. So yeah. Knoxville, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee. All right. <laughs> So I went from Vermont and Connecticut to Knoxville, Tennessee. All right. And I played hockey for the ass bears there. And everybody was just the nicest person you could ever imagine. And I was just like Ben from Connecticut, this dickhead, like, like, and then, so I go back home and now I'm like, okay, I, I, I understand like the South a little bit next year. Or, or then, you know, I, I played in Huntsville, Alabama too. Same thing. Like, um, so I had, you know, the South, um, in my life for, for a couple of years, went home to Connecticut for a couple of years. And then I moved to Texas and Texas is like, is crazy because it's like, everyone is so nice, but on the outside, but on the inside, they could hate your guts. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, bless your heart, bless your heart. Like I'm sounding nice right now, but I, I, I hope you die on the way home. <laughs> bless your heart, but I hope it stops beating. <laughs> you know? So, and, and like all the time, my buddy, Trevor, the kid I work for, you know, like we'll be somewhere. And like, I mean, he's like the, the nicest kid. He, he's going to be awesome. On, He's yeah, awesome. He'll, guy. He'll he was be supposed on, to be on today. And uh, he's just going to talk about like business. And I mean, he's, he's a, a very smart guy. So um, definitely, definitely will be a good guest to have on. But so even like for him, he'll be like, Oh yeah, don't, don't worry about Ben. He's, he's from Connecticut. Like, you know, like <laughs> he'll understand Texas in you know, a couple more years, like he's just a little bit rough around the edges still. And it's like, it's so true. It's like in Connecticut, like, you, you can, you know, not say anything to anybody walking down the street, yep. you know, and it's just like, Oh, whatever it's, it's here. Yep. But it's like, 
you're down here walking down the street and, and you don't like say hello to someone back they're like like turn what around like yeah like oh that guy's an asshole like what's you know it's like so it's just like different parts of the country you know are, are different and uh i mean i've never i've never really spent significant significant time in california um which you have so i mean i'm sure that's a whole nother yeah, I mean, before I talk about San Diego a little bit, my sister did an externship in Seattle. And, you know, the people of the Pacific Northwest are, are very friendly. And uh, I'll never forget, she texted me once and she's like, the people here are too fucking friendly. She's like, I'm on the train with my headphones in and people still try and talk to me. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, dude. Like, but San Diego, San Diego is interesting because it's a, it's a transplant city, right? Like, the majority of my friends while I was out there were East coast kids. You know, I, it was guys I played hockey with while I was out there. Um, you know, guys from Boston, guys from New York, East coast people who had still had that East coastness about them. Um, but the ironic thing I found about San Diego was, you know, when you would run into a local, um, you know, I'd meet people that were from, you know, different parts of San Diego, whether it be North County, La Jolla, whatever. And um, you talk to them and they're like, they're jaded to it, which I think is kind of part of anywhere you go where like you stay in a certain place long enough, you eventually become jaded to it, right? You start to forget the beauty of it. You start to forget how special it is. So I would talk to people in San Diego that were from San Diego. They didn't give a shit. They didn't care about the beach. They didn't care about the beautiful sunsets and like the cool people and like, you know, this like very different vibe than what we're used to here in the Northeast. And, you know, the biggest culture shock for me was just that like, like Californians don't really do sarcasm. So like, you know, I'd go in and just be a sarcastic New Englander and it would like confuse the shit. Hey, nice people. Nice yeah. Right. Classes, idiot. And they'd be like, and they'd be like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. I got them at the store. And I'd be like, no, they look terrible. Like you're an idiot. And they'd be like, Oh, that was mean. And I'd be like, yeah, it was kind of mean shit, you know? Um, but it just, it's just one of those things, like depending on where you're from in the country, it's just totally different. It's totally different. And yeah. And I mean, also like you scale that back to like, what's going on? Like Aaron, look outside your window, you know, look outside my window. It's like yeah. Connecticut's on lockdown. No one wants to talk to each other. You can't go outside. Or, or I mean, I guess you can. Yeah. My sister lives in California. She just sent me a text that, you know, they instilled martial law out there. No, no beaches or hiking trails um until april 19th that's worse um, than martial law it's like uh i said yes S start start up your uh your covered wagon and head to the ranch here in texas because uh <laughs> they ain't shutting us down um but uh yeah man it's just i don't know it's cool the the, the time that we live in is cool because like you can i don't know you can see all these like different like it's not it's not the type of thing where it's like you could go there and you wouldn't recognize it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, it's right. to the fact that we live, we all live in the United States of America and that, you know, it could be so different, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. 50, 50 different countries. That was the other thing about like living in California. One of the things about living in California was like, I always felt guilty about like, it's nice all the time. So like if I wasn't out doing something, I'd feel like guilty about it. Like yeah. here people enjoy the weather when it's nice out because you have to deal with the winters and shit. There, it's like it's nice all the time and people just end up taking it for granted, you know? Oh, totally, man. It's like, I mean, 
even even here in, in Dallas, Dallas it, it gets it gets hot and muggy in the summer but I mean for the most part you got a lot of sunny days and it's like yeah. the whole the, the big thing here is like everyone's got this everyone's got a big ass house on their little tiny plot of land yeah. like the house is just as big as the land because people spend so much time inside because it gets so hot in the summer but um you know to me it's like you got to soak that shit up like yeah. fucking monday and tuesday down here i'm sorry yeah monday tuesday wednesday it was 89 between it was between 87 and 89 not a cloud in the sky like you're telling me that fucking coronavirus lived in inside of me at when i was outside in the sun all day long like hell no yep no definitely chance. did yeah probably for sure i'm definitely a sleeper <laughs> it's dormant in me i'm I'm the, I'm the problem here. You're patient zero. <laughs> Bad eater. Um, That's funny. I don't eat any of that shit. No. Yeah. You, how long has it been since the last time you ate meat? Five, like five years or actually more, almost six now. That's crazy. I, I feel like shit. I feel terrible. I bet you do. Haven't you ever heard, haven't you heard the uh, carnivore diet, the meat eater diet where you just only eat meat? dude some fucking <clears throat> i mean i don't i don't want to get rude or anything but i don't i don't really talk much about my diet and the other day this guy came up to me and hella overweight dude okay and we're talking and and he's saying how uh he's like you know you know we we're just talking about the coronavirus and all this shit going down and and he's like uh he's saying something you know, about like, you know, the social distancing. And I'm like, man, I was like, I was like, people just need to eat their vegetables. And he goes, vegetables. He goes, no, you got to eat meat. And I didn't say a word. I was just like, he's like, meat's what's healthy for you. He's like, I've been doing that keto diet. He's like, I'm down 75 pounds. He's like, here, let me show you. Pulls up a picture of himself on his phone. Like, obviously, like, obese to not as obese anymore and he's like and i'm thinking in my mind bro you don't eat vegetables like you don't you haven't had a vegetable i didn't want to tell him that i i literally am the exact opposite of him like well uh man i haven't had meat in six years <laughs> he's trying to tell me he hasn't had a vegetable in years and i'm just like oh holy as he waddled away and fucking whatever <clears throat> Like I'm not I'm not shaming anybody, but I'm just no. Nah, I mean because well, like the like I eat meat, and the last time I went to see my doctor, my blood pressure was 96 over 60. They were like, "Are you even alive right now? Your heart might not even be beating. Your blood pressure so low." So like, they're both. Neither side is is correct, but like, but the difference being is that like I try to eat like sustainably sourced meat, and on top of that, like I eat tons of vegetables. I don't eat meat with every meal. Like you know. I eat a normal whole food diet. I don't eat a ton of fucking processed garbage. Sure, I've got my vices, but the point being is that like, there's people out there who just eat meat. Like, I'm gonna have steak and eggs for breakfast. Like, and then for lunch, I'm gonna have a steak sandwich. And then for dinner, I'm gonna have a T-bone cooked on the grill. It's like, bro, mix in something that's green. Yeah, I hear you. It's just so funny walking around. I mean, I know 
like here we are week three uh still don't have a stand but uh you walk around like like we said two two episodes ago it's like um week three into the rona you can go into the the fucking grocery store and it's still chock full of veggies but there's still nothing in the freezer aisle it's, it's just crazy like, i know i was here, here yesterday we are. you know I was here talking we are about- guys hey guys have you ever heard of kale it uh it's right over here in the uh in the produce section it's it's a dark green leafy vegetable and if you grind it up and put it in a smoothie you don't even taste it i was gonna say i don't blame people for not eating kale because kale sucks there's no there's no good way to prepare kale it stinks no matter what um well but i eat kale like dude i don't like not eat kale i just don't like like i eat kale and i sit there and go thank god for whatever else is in this dish because i'm this kale sucks yeah, I mean it's not fun, but sometimes you, know, you have to eat things that aren't fun, you know. It hurts or to be beautiful. Sometimes you have friends like Ben, and you go out to breakfast with them, and like they order a vegetable omelet with no egg, and the people's heads fall off because they can't understand what he's asking for. Do you remember so, that we used to go to the gathering, and you'd get like you'd want the vegetable omelet they had? And no, like, I got. I used to get the home fries loaded. Yeah, with right. I, yeah, I, but I, you used to order like. The omelet, and they and you'd be like, no egg, and they'd be like, I'd have to coach them through it. Yeah, they'd it's be like, like you just want I'm... vegetables? Are you okay? <laughs> yes, I am actually. As a matter of fact, I, I'm I'm great. May I have a coffee as well? Thank you. Um, do, do you still not eat eggs? No, no, I do, man. It's I'm not a vegan. Right, I, uh, you eat eggs I and eat cheese, cheese, right? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I I'm I'm a pizza holic. Yeah, but but once again, I gotta coach them through that too. I ask, you know, light cheese, extra well done. Otherwise, it come with this fucking mozzarella soup on top of this <laughs> fucking wet dough, and it's like, come on, people. You ever been to New Haven? You ever yeah, had bro. Pizza in the world. You know what's funny about living down here with with obviously the big three pizza places and and bar. Um, I know we haven't done shout outs in a couple of weeks, but shout out my people at bar. Um, there's a there's a place that I love these two guys. They're they're Albanians that lived in Naples for a while and they opened a pizza place directly across the street from Frank Pepe's. And it's it's not New Haven style, it's traditional Neapolitan and it's fucking unbelievable. The place is called Zanelli's. If you're ever coming through New Haven, you want to try pizza that's not New yeah, Haven they style. Got, Zanelli's. They got cannolis that are off the wall too. It's, it's un- that's that little that's a little place that bakes right in front of you, sort of, right? No, 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 you're thinking of um, um, it's right across the fuck. Place. Yeah, it's they closed. That place closed. Um, fuck. all right. Well, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. R. No, R. that's R. fine. R.I.P. Don't know what it's called. Um, no, Zanelli's is fucking awesome. I just love the moxie on these dudes to open a restaurant directly, a pizza restaurant directly across the street from Frank Pepe's, like. You know, one of the five lot, most famous so, pizza places right, in the country. Say, some people probably don't know what Frank Pepe's is. Google it. It's uh, it's good. They're, if it, you don't, don't even, <clears throat> don't even, just stop listening. Unsubscribe. And then resubscribe. <clears throat> Please resubscribe. Leave, rate and review. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, shout out uh, Loyalty Liquors, our, our presenting sponsor. Um, loyalty underscore liquors, one, two, one on instagram and loyalty liquors 121.com uh, is the website what's uh, the 121 from that's the the name of the the highway that 
Mm. It's on is uh, State Highway 121. Oh, gotcha, and gotcha. there's there's another loyalty liquors in Colorado, and they have the uh, all the handles. Fucking a man. What else do you want to talk about? What's one thing you're gonna do to better yourself uh, in quarantine? All right. Well, so I'll be done with my Norse mythology book probably today. I got about 25 pages left. That interesting read, interesting choice. Norse mythology is fucked up. Like it's fucked up. The, the gods in Norse mythology are assholes. They're like constantly killing people for sport. I don't know. I, maybe it's because I watched, you know, Thor, like the Marvel movie and thought, you know, maybe there's all these cool stories. Nope. Fucked up people. They're like killing people for no reason. So then my next book is, uh, sounds, is the big sounds a lot like the current day, Aaron. Yeah. Just... Kind of, kind of. Um, so my next book is the big short. I've watched the movie 9,000 times. Um, I also, I, you know, I talked about photography a little bit in the first episode, but like New Haven has like great architecture, right? Like all the Yale buildings, you know, it looks like Hogwarts. Probably, it probably is a cool time to take some photos. Downtown. So that's what I was just going to say is that like some point in the next week, I want to kind of wander out one night when the lighting's right and just take some pictures. Cause it's this weird, like it's this weird juxtaposition right now. You've got this historic university and all these great, beautiful buildings and there's just nobody around. There's just, it's like urban decay. Oh, hey, maybe that's hey. what I'll call my series, Urban Decay. Wow. You might be, you might win National Geographic F- Photographer of the Year with this I'd ra- portfolio uh, you're uh, about to drop on all of I'm those. going for a Pulitzer Prize, buddy. That's, I think they got those for photography. Hey, Rhodes Scholar, Aaron Taylor, how are you? <laughs> um, yeah, man. On that what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do to better yourself in quarantine? I, I'm not in quarantine. I'm in Texas. Well, motherfucker. In theoretical quarantine, I'll wake up. I'll drive to work. I'll mow the lawn. I'll sell liquor. I'll fix gas pumps. Um, None of that's bettering yourself. It's bettering your bank account. Uh, I mean, I can, I can reflect while doing all these things. There you go. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is that a wrap? yeah might as well be who didn't who gets wine this week and hey we're gonna get you your wine obviously it's just it's times have been a little weird uh (laughs) yes i actually so i have i had to go get the um there's specific boxes for shipping wine that have like styrofoam um styrofoam things that fit a bottle of wine perfectly and so rather than shipping it in any random box and risking it break i'm a wine professional and i treat wine with respect and therefore when i ship you your wine it should be treated with respect um but i bought i got the boxes those are all set they're marked i just got to drop them off at fedex uh, i'll probably do that monday um so those of you that are local this is brian and jp those will be there in a day or two and then mayor yours will probably take two or three days to get across the country but um they'll be there this week um i just wanted to make sure that you didn't have just a sloppy box with a broken bottle and it show up on your front doorstep i figured i could uh you know at least take care of that for you we appreciate that aaron you're a good guy um so that's that's us talking i guess uh 
we definitely we got Trevor coming on next week. He's going to be talking about what it's like to run um, a business in terms of uh, gas stations, convenience stores. Um, so we got some pretty cool questions for him. Um, and that's probably going to lead us, start leading us into some interviews. Uh, got some pretty cool guests lined up already. Um, people are excited about the Sunday conversation. So we're just going to keep, uh, continuing to, uh, to talk each week. And, um, yeah, Aaron, you got anything to say? Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That's what they say to do on all the, all the other big podcasts. I always forget to say it at the end of ours, but share it if you like it. Um, I think this episode, we kind of wanted to get back towards what we wanted this to be in the first place, which is more of just a conversation about whatever. Um, and I, I think, you know, we did a pretty good job with that. So, yeah, we, um, we had to set a stage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we, like we've said, I think in every episode so far, we're learning, we're feeling our way through this and you know, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Um, but I think, uh, this week is a better representation of what we actually want this thing to be. So that being said, we'll be back next week with who the fuck knows, but Benny, good talk, buddy. Love you. Love you, bro.